listening to Buggy Talk, where some of your favorite authors, friends, and guests explore the simpler side of life. Here's your host, Amish fiction author, Tracy Fertikowski. Hey there, welcome to another episode of Buggy Talk. I'm your host, Tracy Fredikowski, and each week I bring you the story behind the stories along with the storytellers. For this week's episode, we have award-winning author Molly Jebber on board, and she's here to talk to us about her Amish Charm Bakery series. Good morning, Molly. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you for having me here today. I am so excited to have you on board. You know, we met for the very first time last year in um, Shippeshawana, and we've had some great conversations about being an author and the whole process, and um, I just really look up to you and all you've accomplished um, so far. Well, thank you very much, but I, it was a pleasure to meet you, and it was nice to make a new friend, so I loved it. It is. And we are both on the East Coast. I'm in South Carolina and you are in Florida, right? Yes. Before we talk about the Charm series, I have seen a lot of stuff going online about the Christian Authors Network that you're part of. Can you tell us a little bit about um, that organization? I love the Christian Authors Network. And I had no idea when I joined it just how advantageous it was going to be. And Angie Breitenbach is the president, and she is always up on the latest and greatest in marketing, publishing, screenwriting, you name it, having to do with the world of writing. So she, you know, she introduced me to um, the International Christian Voice and Media Conference that I went to for the first time last year. And that's where I got to meet some of the authors in in person that are on the board that work with her. And then what they try to do is really work to collaborate and put you in front of important people, uh, whether you're interested in screenwriting and going past your book. They also have great ideas to market, but most of the members are speakers. I think almost all of them are speakers as well as authors. So they also give you those advantages. And then she created a website with all our names and read it for readers. They can go to ChristianAuthorsNetwork.com, click on your name and find out where you're going to be speaking. And especially it's fun if you're going to be near them or in their hometown, then they can mark it on their calendar. And sometimes we'll do speaking events together. So you may get several authors in your location and a lot of us travel. That has been a lot of fun and I am blown away by all the things that these authors try and know much like you being very technically savvy with podcast and you know film and some of them want to do screenwriting and all this kind of stuff and even it just kind of opens your world up a little bit for you to question some things are for me some things are not you know but I love learning about that anything that's going to help. And of course, we're all out for new marketing ways and also to help our readers. Uh, You know, writing is an ongoing education and they all provide that too. But I think the biggest advantage is being able to bounce off ideas, to work together, and then how can we reach readers and what, how can we be better writers all the time and not get stagnant? I love everything that they do. It's just amazing. And it's, they're just full of talent. 
it is for authors and also for readers, an easy way for readers to access us. I did a lot of research on them um, last week um, when I was getting ready for our interview, and I am blown away as well as what they have going on out there. So I just had to hear firsthand exactly um, what their story was. So, so is there like a, are you hoping to get into the screenwriting? Are you hoping to take one of your books and, and, and get it into a movie form? Right now, um, I was not into screenwriting. I wanted to what they call go book to sell. So in other words, um, a screenwriter was interested in my book there. He's already got it. And then because of COVID and everything, he's been sending it around to producers. So you never know. It takes a long time uh, for the process to go from one hand to another. And so they tell you, just forget about it. And if it happens, it happens, you know. And so uh, the interesting thing was I knew nothing about this conference. I didn't know Angie, except that I'd seen her on Facebook. So she contacted me and said, I think you would really enjoy Christian Authors Network. And I think you would also enjoy this conference coming up. And you had to um, meet certain criteria to go. And she said, you meet all the criteria. I would just really like for you to go with us. I did. And that's where Christian Authors Network really opened up for me because I got to meet them one-on-one and hear face-to-face what they offered about everything I've talked about. And then also at that conference, this is where I met this screenwriter. And so I have, and I wanted to do book to sell. So he was like, great, you know, that's what I want to do. And he's already doing it um, for movies already in Hollywood. I don't know where it'll lead, but I will say that from the very beginning of my journey, and I mean from the very day, uh, God has had his hand in my life for each and everything. And I really do owe him all the glory for each and everything that has happened to me. And some days I'm just blown away and I feel so undeserving because when I get discouraged, uh, I was a little bit discouraged and she called me and said, Hey, I think you're, you know, you're at this level and I'd like for you to come and I'd like for you to do all this. And, and then it was a Christian um, voice and media conference. And so I was just so excited about it and went and it was far above my expectations. And also then I left with this Christian author network group of people that now has been ongoing. So it was a long lasting gift from going to that conference moving forward. And now there's been so many blessings that have come out of that friendships, not just about work, but friendships and really watching like how we all help each other. It's really a very heartwarming thing to be able to have them as a network. So I can't encourage people enough or authors enough if you're interested to really check them out. Well, it it sounds really exciting. And I am so excited for you to be part of that. And I, I'll just pray that, you know, this book to sell <laughs> will, will come through for you because that's wonderful. And actually, I hope to get to a point where I can belong to this Christian Authors Network. I just think that it's right up my alley. So I was it so is excited. right up your alley. Yeah, yes, absolutely. 
Well, Molly, I think the Christian Authors Network is a great organization to belong to. And thank you so much for explaining that to us. I'm sure there are authors and readers out there who are listening to this podcast that will go look them up and they'll be able to see where, where you're going to be speaking next and maybe some of their favorite authors already belong there. So thank you so much for introducing us to that. So let's move on. I have a, a couple great questions to ask you. First of all, Tell us how many books you've actually written. I will have 11 total in, at the end of my contract in 2023. Oh, wow. Which, out of all of those 11 books, which is your favorite? I think my favorite is always going to be my first one, which is Change of Heart. Uh, I think that's always going to be warm in my heart and probably stay number one. Although I, I love all my books, but I think that one. I think those first books are such a labor of love that we have to fall in love with those books because we put so much energy into that very first book. Um, I know that my, my Secrets of Willow Springs series, you know, I just fell in love with that character from that book and she will always hold a, a really special part in my heart um, because she's the person or she's the character that helped get me going, you know, so I agree with you. So since you've been writing for so many years, what's the most surprising thing you've discovered while writing your books? All the readers that I have met at conferences or my speaking engagements and how much they mean to me and also how much they encourage and support me in just about everything through Facebook posts or in person or you know, talking about, I go get emails or cards or something saying, oh, I just love that book and thank you for writing it. They have no idea how encouraging that is and how when maybe you have a little bit of a down day that that just brings you right back up and keeps you writing and it's so important and I just love them. So I've just been blessed, but I never saw it coming. I never saw that I would make all these wonderful friends from readers. I know. You know, I've had a couple of readers send me cards, thank you cards and stuff, and they sit right here on my desk. And you're right. When you're having a down day or you've got a writer's block, you pick up that card and you think, this is why I do this. They, they're yes. the reason why we do this. So tell us, out of all of those books, who is your favorite character? I would say probably Ellie. And it's in Ellie's Redemption. And I think it's because I've made her a little bit of a rebel. Like she kind of, <laughs> she goes against, you know, uh, the grain of the Amish life and lifestyles and she challenges it. She's curious about the outside world, but she's also hurting and she's mourning the death of her mother. And so she has a hard time um, what going into the kitchen or going into rooms in her house and seeing her mother there or a quilt that she's made and she's still young and she remembers cooking with her and all these things that they would laugh about. And so instead of being sad about it, she's also very angry that her mother is gone and she doesn't, she feels uncomfortable in her own skin. She wants her, her mother's guidance still. So she gives her father a pretty rough time. And especially when he decides and meets Liza and Liza's second chance and uh, in the first book. And so Liza's trying to, you know, win her over, so to speak, but also she sees her heart and she's trying to help her. And Ellie 
is really gives her a rough time and you have to read the book to find out what happens. But in Ellie's redemption, Ellie's now settled. She's ready to ask forgiveness, change her life. She's ready. You know, she's, a, she's ready to meet someone and, you know, go forward. But she is a fierce lover for her friends and for her, I mean, fiercely. So she will open her mouth, speak her mind, and a little bit of that rebel comes out. And then Hannah, her friends, has to, has to reel her back in. Okay, you know, that's probably enough, you know. And so you kind of find her refreshing because she's not, she's not your normal Amish girl. But at the same time, you love her, but you want to, you want to say, wait a minute, at the same <laughs> time. So she's kind of got these both sides going on. And she makes for a very interesting character. Have you, have you ever modeled her, did, or I'm sorry, did you model her after anyone in particular? No, I get asked this question a lot, and I never do have any of my books, stories, or people modeled after anyone. I truly do have this wild imagination, and I create them, and I kind of find that fun, because it's kind of like they're a new friend to me, too, oh, you know, but... <laughs> That is awesome. That is awesome. So where do you get your inspiration from? You, you don't live in Amish country in Florida. So where, where does that inspiration come from? Well, I always loved the Amish because I went to, I live in, I live in Ohio too. So I went to a part of the year. So I went to um, Amish country a lot when I was growing up because it's not too far. And I was fascinated, you know, just by and of course their food is delicious. So you go back just for that. But, um, but they would talk to me and, you know, be pretty friendly. And if they were talking Pennsylvania Dutch, they would change immediately to English when I approached them and they were very kind and I could ask them questions. And back then I wasn't even writing. I was just interested. So, um, I love going back there and I did it often and I just found it interesting, but I never thought about writing Amish until, I met Mary Sue Seymour at a conference and I was so green. I had no idea what I was doing then. I'm, and I went to the conference and the funny thing is I thought, well, I'd like an agent meeting. I didn't even have a book to sell. Like I was there to learn, <laughs> you know, but that's how I thought, well, that'd be fun. You know, I didn't realize I'm taking somebody's appointment later, which just actually makes me feel horrible now. But I sat down and she said, Molly, do you have a book to read? Um, what book would you like to pitch? And I said, oh, well, I have an idea for one and I'm getting ready to write, but I'm really here to learn how to write. But I wanted to meet an agent. And she tried not to laugh, but she did. And she said, just a minute. And so she uh, went to the person who was taking appointments and she said, I'd like about 20 minutes with Molly, but I will take everyone and stay for, I will not you know, let anybody's other appointment go, if that's okay. She spent 20 minutes with me and gave me an education like uh, that has stuck with me from forever. And a lot of her advice in that 20 minutes, I have applied um, even today. So I, it was priceless and how generous and how wonderful that she did that for me. Well, I met her two more, um, two other conferences later when I met with her and by this time I'm ready and she said oh I can't wait to read this book like you have to send it to me and the day that I 
sent it to her, she had found out she had just gotten home from the doctor and found out she had pancreatic cancer. So we both knew that wasn't going to work, but she was very instrumental in saying to me, you're a person of faith and, and I would love for you to write Amish because that's what readers are interested in. And since you're not really settled on it, I think it would come through if you could write Amish. And she said, and then think about making it historical. And so I thought that would just be awesome because of my interest in them. So I did. And that's where it started. And then I just fell in love with it, you know, with writing Amish. And so I still do to this day. Yeah. Did, did she know you had an interest in, in the Amish lifestyle? Um, well, she asked me, she said, and part of that 20 minutes, she said, do you have, do you know anything about the Amish? Are you interested in the Amish? And then that's when we talked for a few minutes about how much I love them and like going back and I was so interested in them and had, you know, re- researched them before uh, even thinking about writing just because of my interest, you know? So that, so that, she thought that was a good background. It sounds like God put her in your path for a reason. He um, absolutely did. Yeah, he sure did. So the Amish charm series is, it sounds like a great, uh, outline of books and characters that you get to meet. Where was your, where'd your inspiration come from for this whole big, long series? For this series, I, I think everybody loves dessert. And I thought what fun it would be like to have a bakery in the middle of town and have like the bread wafting out, homemade bread wafting out the windows and cinnamon and sugar as they come in and then a big display of like cookies and all these things I love (laughs) and so I decided that would be a fun place and then people could come and talk to them and they could have problems there they could have big discussions there um, and then take home their big cake or I would have Rachel learn how to make roses you know on top of the cake and she's one of the characters in my series coming out later and um so i really had a lot of fun with the whole bakery thing and then you know in one one book i have them making a big wedding cake for one of their englisher friends and how that all transpired and their ideas for that and everything so i've just enjoyed that whole setting it's been fun oh it sounds like you know i'm i'm a big baker i absolutely love to bake and i and i work recipes into my stories all the time so i love that idea i love that idea so we're going to switch gears a little bit um away from the amish charm series unless you want to read us the first page of one of those books would you like to would you like to read us i would books? i have sure. hannah's courage and okay. she's my latest release okay and this is Um, It's in Charm, Ohio, and it takes place in 1913. All right, so go ahead. Okay, so Hannah Lapp unhooked her apron from the wooden peg on the bakery wall, slipped it over her head, and tied it behind her. She poured flour from the sack and filled the near-empty canister on the work table centered in the room. She nodded to the calendar and gave Ellie an impish grin. It's May 13th. You've been married about three months. Are you used to being Mrs. Joel Winger? I am, and I love being married. He's a good partner. Listen, friend, it's time for you to put Timothy out of his misery. The man has asked you a number of times to be a, to have a serious conversation about a possible future with him. You should tell him how you feel. 
we should be planning your wedding. Hannah grimaced. She'd been cautious about Timothy. She'd considered him immature, unloving, and having a not-a-care-in-the-world attitude last year. The past few months, he'd surprised her. He'd saved money from doing his handyman jobs and build a house, and he prepared, has prepared land his parents had given him to farm. She'd misjudged him. He had set goals, and he'd achieved them. I plan to have the conversation with Timothy about our future the next time we get together. The conversation you've badgered me about for weeks to have with him. When? Ellie measured a cup of flour and dumped into her bowl. That is great. That is great. You know, um, I can only imagine that our listeners are going to go and pick up one of your books here very shortly. So let's change up gears a little bit and just, I want to ask you some fun questions. One being, if you could choose three people to invite to a dinner party, who would they be? I do. Do you mean anyone? Anyone or? in the world. If you could choose three people to invite to a dinner party, who would you, who would they be? The producer, director, and, <laughs> I love it, I love and it. screenwriter from that movie I want. <laughs> oh, that is awesome. I might change of heart, you no, know. I, I can only imagine that that is going to happen for you, Molly. And I am just going to to be all over that if that if that comes true. Um, I just think God is in every little thing that you do. And I can't imagine you getting a phone call someday saying, hey, we're going to take your book to the screen. Wouldn't that be exciting? I just hope I'm not 90 and all wrinkly in my little <laughs> pictures at the very end of the movie. And then they say, in memoriam of Molly. Oh, <laughs> I said, I would like to live to see it, you know? <laughs> oh, that is too funny. So one last question. Share something with our listeners that um, some they wouldn't know about you. One thing that they wouldn't know about you. I won a purple fluffy stuffed dog on the Captain Kangaroo TV show <laughs> when I was in the fourth grade. <laughs> that, is, that is really cool. That is really cool. So yeah, people wouldn't know that. So Molly, I just want to thank you so much for spending time with us this week. And I look forward to reading all of your stories in the Amish Charm series, along with uh, maybe watching a movie someday. That would be pretty cool. <laughs> Well, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Well, that wraps up this week's episode. Next week, we'll have Dana Lynn as one of our guests to talk about Plain Refuge and her part in the Amish Christmas Miracles collection. So we'll see you next week on the Buggy Talk podcast.